0: Stop the tenants, Verbal Highs, let's start the show. With Lewis tenet here we go. Guests and interviews that you're looking for with creators, innovators, and so much more. For all episodes and further info. Verbalhighs.com is the place to go.
1: Right, welcome to Dr Tennant's Verbal Highs, a podcast podcasted from Tamaki Makura. Uh Is it a podcast podcasted? Do I normally say a podcasted? Hang on. Do I normally say a podcast podcasted or a podcast podcast? I think both work. A podcast podcast. No, I think I normally say a podcast podcasted from Tamaki Makota, Auckland, New Zealand. My name is Lewis. I'm the host of the show. Kia ora. And uh, we're in week seven of... ...of the current lockdown here in Auckland, uh, Level 3. I know a lot of my listeners are local, but I know a bunch of you are uh, off these shores as well. So if you're in Melbourne, um, probably sounds like, um, you know, whatever. It's nothing, mate. Seven weeks. I really actually feel for Melbourne. I, regular listeners and uh, will know I've lived there for a number of years, and so, you know, you always, you always keep a particular eye on places. I lived there, I think, about six years in total. Um, but irrespective of that, uh, I think we all know what a go of it they're having because I can tell you what it's seven weeks. Uh, I'm starting to feel the burn of this one. I'm starting to look like I wondered. I had a, I had, a, I had this strange sort of. I haven't thought about it for years, but I thought, man, I, I feel like watching E. T. again. Where did that come from? And I think it's been inspired by, um, by how I look in the mirror when I get out of the shower. <laughs> So I would like to go to level two, so I can start going to the gym, which is a new thing in my life. Admittedly, but um, I've been have been really digging that and looking less as little as I can. Now I'm at nearly the age of forty five in a month. Uh, looking, you know, you have to fight. You have to fight to not look like ET the extraterrestrial once you once you're mid forties, especially it's, it's, you know, bloody. When you're on the couch with snacks and lockdown, um, that's probably how I'd paraphrase my feeling about anti-vaxxers and so on at the moment. I had, I for so long, I, ha- I held on um, staying friends with someone on Facebook from my younger years, from my teenage years, because I know that before the algorithms made him sick, uh, that he is a decent fella, but I had to just remove him last week because it's the sort of like... Holier than now, um, you guys are all sheep aspect of it That really finally pushed me over the edge And so, speaking of sitting on the couch and eating snacks I see it as being that simple at the moment Shut up you guys, get vaccinated Sit on the couch and eat snacks and wait this out And we'll be out of this quicker than we will be If you don't Pretty simple uh, So I spoke to Tom Broom and Tom, um, I added on Facebook we chat about that how sometimes you kind of add people because they're in your circles and stuff but he and I've had some quite humorous and enjoyable interactions online over the years via there and so I think the conversation um is uh, is uh, exemplifies is that the right word it um it, it it certainly demonstrates that uh we seem to be some kind of kindred spirits this guy has done a lot of playing for a lot of great Artists and is uh, a very uh, highly regarded drummer, and also is cutting his teeth with producing and other uh, uh, music type stuff. God, that's terrible. I was expecting a much more um, eloquent. Summation of, of Tom and his endeavors, but to give you an idea, he's currently performing with uh, Bailey Wiley, Diane Swan, the Miltones, Tammy Nelson, and Teaks. He's previously performed with Average Rap Band, Avondale Bowling Club, Being being Benny Tippenny, uh, the Blackbird Ensemble. We're only up to B. Clap, clap, right? I'm just gonna get some of the highlights of this Holly Smith, uh, Julia Dean's Home Rue, which we speak about because I think that's why I originally added um, Tom because I was so fascinated by all that young, gifted, and broke crew and all the amazing art and music that came out of that collective. Uh, rest in peace, Todd. I forgot to mention Todd during the ep and ask whether Tom knew him. Um, but we particularly talk about kind of Tom Scott, because obviously he was at, at the centre. Um, for those who know, Tom Scott um, was at the kind of, at least publicly at the epicentre of, of that, and Homebrew was such a force and, and still are. They still form for festival shows, as far, as far as I'm aware, with Tom playing. Um, and, yeah, a bunch of other artists. Tim Finn, just the old bloody Tim Finn. Might have heard of him. Um, and a whole lot of other uh, bands and artists I'm not going to get through. Uh, we had classic Zoom-based uh, uh, connection issues and Tom had this flash, had this flash. Uh, I, uh, my understanding is kind of mic extension or plug-in for, for, for his partner's iPhone, which he wanted to test and it sounded great until um, he logged out briefly to go back on and then we t- spoke for ages. Look, it sounds fine. You know about my Quest for the perfect Zoom call. Um, I rate Tom's. You hear the rating I gave his, but yeah, we went all the way to the end, and he's actually talking through, as far as I can work out, the wee microphone that, that exists in the air dots and the headphones. So we've actually recorded. I think it's a, it sounds great. I mean, it certainly sounds like a, a phone call compared to the luxurious tones of um, of uh, of uh, Scott Towers' Zoom call. I think he's winning. He had the sure broadcast mic. Um, why was I going with that? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just generally the quest for the perfect Zoom call. Um, yeah, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. We talk about his early uh, playing gigging career on a cruise ship, um, and his and Chip Matthews, bass player, Chip Matthews, uh, drum drummer and bass player cartel. Uh, they basically they run some kind. From what I can work out, some kind of some kind of pimp operation. With uh, with players of their instruments, and everyone everyone said, "Well, they don't keep their money, um, and neither of them have a have a cane with a bejeweled cane." But they basically they supply they supply quality quality. <laughs> quality drummers and, and bass players for your performance needs. Uh, we also talked about Blippy. I hadn't heard about Blippy. If you've got toddlers, you probably know about, about Blippy. We talked about our feelings about uh, Lars Ulrich. We talked about the best career plan being not having a plan B. <laughs> and I would like to make one correction. I mentioned that uh, Carl Cox, uh, or Coxie, as, as uh, fans know him, uh, performed three times for the Millennium. Of you know, Flying back through the time zones Over the dateline or whatever it's called In fact Carl Cox or Coxie uh, For the millennium played um, In New Year's Eve in, on Bondi in Sydney So I got that right but he didn't manage three shows He, he went back in time And did another New Year's Countdown in Hawaii and um, I also misled Tom into thinking there was a helicopter involved. I don't think you'd get a helicopter that far. I assume he was in a luxury uh, jet. Shouts to Free FM. They are continuing to support me looking at their timetable for today. Free FM uh, access radio out of the mighty Waikato. Um, you've got an in-depth and critical exploration of some of music's greatest oddballs for the outer limit frequency you've got uh, fighting stigma embracing who we are and facing the challenges of life with grace, humour and knowledge Um, that is a mental health and disability show with uh, Vanessa we've got that's the ticket Hannah Mooney with your um, arts happenings in the Tron and beyond good old breakfast show hard talks and BBC content there the New Zealand charity podcast that's at 10am out west radio uh, council comment the climate question that's another BBC show Scotty's Place, Taringa, a uh, weekly podcast from Te Wananga ao Aotearoa. Random teens do random teen stuff, maybe the name's in the handle there, a sonic youth are lovers for indie rock as expressed by a 17-year-old Kiwi, and I'm only up to 4pm of one day of their incredibly diverse uh, programming timetable. So don't forget... This sort of content these days is, of course, uh, available to you worldwide at any time of the day or night. Um, Just start at freefm.org.nz. This has gone far too long. Please like my show, leave a message, subscribe, and share uh, Verbal Highs on Twitter, Verbal Highs podcast on Facebook, Verbal Highs on Apple and Google podcasts. You can also stream Spotify or Radio. Why am I telling you this if you're already here? Basically, the message I've got for you is, this is a passion project that cost me a lot of time um and a bit of money and so if you could like uh share an episode or two in your in your within your circles um that would be probably call her for me that would be lovely that would be lovely that would be a wee a wee gesture of your enjoyment and like and rate the show and all that good stuff by the way Tombroommusic.com. for mr broom it's t o m b r o o m e music.com all one word if Tom ever uh, ends up making uh, musical instruments and accessories for a, a company, is that an endorsement? It's not quite an endorsement. Um, he could call his uh, he could call his signature sticks uh, broomsticks. I'll get my coat.
0: This is Doctor Jannan's verbal highs. Yes, there you are. <laughs> you just Good look finally.
1: I'm like. <laughs> I just realized. I'm like, why is this? I like, why is this guy like not responding to any of my hilarious banter? And then I realized, like, you couldn't actually hear anything.
0: <laughs> Sorry, bro. That's right. It's but but now I can't. Cold. But, but now I can't see you. Oh, hold on. It's because, I... God, I'm having a, just a absolute. What do I do here? I need to like let my phone rotate so I can put you down. There it is. Oh no, that's. It's truth, this is, this is. But you are you are you using a phone microphone? I well, I've got this. My partner got this. Um, she has to do some like self tape auditions and stuff. She's yeah. an actor.
1: Yeah. Because I got to say, I think you sounded like you were on a much better mic during the last call. Or am I imagining things? It sounds, oh, no kidding. So, I wonder if it's changed. It sounds like you're just on a regular um, phone connection now.
0: I wonder if it's kicked it off. It was on, um, I wonder if it'll change hey, now. Yeah. Get back online. <laughs> God, this is, yeah, there we go, finally. Sorry, mate. That's all right. Been, this is, been, been, people yeah, are
1: doing, we're just doing what everyone around the world is doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pull this shit. I'm, I'm hiding from my kid in our garage. Right. Um, a little maniac. Well, now. How's that I- set? How's that sounding? Is that okay?
1: Um, I I actually have been joking with my listeners about the quest for the uh, perfect Zoom call, and okay. this isn't the worst. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so honest, but it, but it but it isn't the best either. Um, so I'm just oh, I'm, I've actually got I these started well. Oh, look, it's fine as long as people can hear us. I think I think the thing that happens is unless it's like irredeemably bad. What happens, at least for me, when I listen to a podcast is your ears just get used to the
0: quality of the voice. Totally. Except I've been listening to this interview with Damon Albarn, oh, and yeah. there's like, I don't know what they did, but they put the mic in the worst place and he has this like whistling lisp oh, that is worst. like loud, like twice as loud as his voice. And it is just like, so it's like the most amazing interview, but you almost can't listen to it because it's like. You turn it up and then you just get like smashed in the center the head that, with this whistling. Isn't that what
1: yeah. the D, like the DSA that you basically never ever have to use? Isn't that what that's for? One
0: would imagine so, but yeah, it's on the, it's on the fader and they didn't do anything oh, about it. So was it with God, Mark, Was it know. with
1: Mark Ronson?
0: Yeah, it's such a great. It's oh, good interview. Have you yeah. seen his TV show? Yeah, yeah, we really um, we watched the. You, do you mean the one? And he does. He breaks it into like distortion and reverb. And, reverb,
1: and I show my students oh, the reverb that. one for 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 an assignment they had due, Yeah, awesome. he's a, he's a class act. Like I always knew his name because I'm probably not as boffiny as you with producers and stuff. Like I knew he yeah. was important, but I just love how as a host he's really understated,
0: but he's actually a really talented host. He's so cool, eh? And he's really. I, I the thing I liked about him. And that show particularly is he's just, like, really not worried about looking cool. He just but lo- that, but like he's, but, lo- looks like an idiot. But then, you know? but, like but, he just but, tries but, stuff out and it fails and but, it makes but, him so much But, but then everyone
1: yeah. knows that, like, all the quote-unquote cool people totally respect him. and and And, like, yeah. Yeah. the other thing I noticed on that side of things is, like, I've never really seen Paul McCartney do anything other than a really polite but quite jaded kind of interview. And those yeah. two are genuinely music geeking out together in that yeah, scene with him yeah. and Paul,
0: you know. Yeah. yeah, you get a feeling like he must be great off camera and stuff as well, you know, like I think he must be really. Yeah, you get a feeling when there's there's certain people open up uh to him specifically, eh. And and in other interviews, yeah, like I felt like even um the guy Kevin from Tame Impala, he's like dro- spilling a few good secrets that he's held pretty close to his chest, and he does a cool interview with him on the fader as well. And he never tells anyone his 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 no, show. So he yeah. must really like Mark, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, and and you know, there'd be a whole lot of like goes on tour stories as well. But yeah, you can tell. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you've heard that because that's like quite a deep cut podcast wise. I've tried to get a couple of friends to listen to it, but I
0: but I haven't heard back. It's great. It's a great listen.
1: I think the podcast folks is called um, The Fader Presents with Mark Ronson, and yeah, then the TV yeah. show is called Watch the Sound. Does
0: that sound right? That's right. That sounds right. Yeah. And so, it's on Netflix. Say that. Watch that sound. I think. I think. Or was it Apple TV? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, it know. was on.
1: It was on TPB for me. It was on TPB. Yeah, we're,
0: we're like <laughs> we're on every trial subscription, which is <laughs> like of every streaming service because we've watched all of the TV.
1: At this point. Hey, so you, this is the first time, like, you're someone, it's the classic, like, a Facebook person is suddenly, like, a real person in front of me.
0: Yeah, this is really nice, because we've interacted quite a lot. Well, I was going to say, somewhere along the lines,
1: I've gone, like, this guy has a similar sense of humor to me. Like, a couple of times we've interacted, and it's been genuinely, like, entertaining. Yeah, um,
0: yeah that'll. you know, that whereas you
1: have a lot of people who are kind of like, you kind of add them because it's like kind of industry or, you know, things close yeah, to what you do, yeah. all of that. But you're right. Yeah, we've, uh, I'm glad you rec- notice that as well. I would have yeah, one of those awkward, <laughs> like, hey,
0: good to finally meet you. <laughs> <And> you're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, what? okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My auto replies been responding to you for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why it's a funny bot you've got. Um,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, it's a strange bot
1: how how is it in, how is it in lockdown man like i was thinking about like for when, when last year when i was doing episodes during the lockdown it just didn't feel like something any of us really wanted to talk about but i yeah. have been talking to guests about it lately and the thing with you is cuz i'm looking at different living situations to mine you've got a young boy right
0: we do yeah we got a 2 year old yeah how
1: how how is how is the life of a 2 year old different in lockdown to how it would be otherwise
0: I think we just, um, he's so great. We, yeah. we've, we've actually been, I think, uh, like in the last lockdown, um, I think there was like also an idea that we were somehow going to keep living our lives to an extent, Yeah, you know, like yeah. we were like, Oh, I was like, I'll bring home all my shit from the studio and I'm going to sit up in the living room and I'm going to try and work yes. and do all this, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And it was it was, we just had so many fights and it was terrible and and, and it didn't work and and uh, this time we've just like totally given up the idea that we're we have careers for the time being and we've just been hanging out with al who's who's my boy um and just trying to do as much cool stuff as we can so we've been actually we've been having a great time together but for him it's so weird because you you know we're like do you want to see your grandparents and then we call them on a the phone and he's like what is this like and, and i think that's really hard for a kid like i, I really think and and obviously for us too you know really miss, i really thought about yeah. that like um
1: not to kind of over go too out there overthinking it because how would you know at the moment but it's kind of yeah. kind of odd for people in certain developmental fa- phases uh, aka like toddlers like growing up in a world where everyone has only has eyes right
0: totally yeah i think they're like insanely adaptable like I'm sure yeah. there's something I'm sure it's it's like short term it's affecting him and we um, we brought my partner's mum into our bubble um, just because um, she's she's uh, sort of by herself so we were allowed to add her um, and we see her a little bit um, and it was weird. It was like a reacclimatization for him to see another person other than us. And because yeah, yeah. we're always at the moment, I think the thing that'll be the weirdest is that we're like, "Oh, stay away from those people!" Like every time we're at the park, it's like, "Don't go near those." Yeah, people yeah. What, co- like, what,
1: what kind of lesson is that? Why? About people? Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Don't trust them. Don't trust them. They might breathe on you, or near you, or uh, even look at you uh, without a mask on. And it's that I think is going to be the thing that takes him getting used to being like go like hug that kid and, and say hi or whatever you know
1: I think what you're saying now I think you're yeah, that age like um, you, you know people who's like say uh, parents split up or something else like mm. you know these major things happen like uh, that's actually my example <clears throat> right, uh, And right. and that I don't remember it I'm not about to dump on you some right. existential yeah. drama from the past but yeah you <laughs> kind of like compared to you just made me realize compared to a guest I had on last episode who talked about how his daughter's 18 or 19 at the moment and in that phase it's kind of like yeah you're right those early years are probably more likely to be uh, whatever it'll be the next thing that that kind of comes what about your hunter and gathering um because i just i just did that thing where you think you have heaps of time and then and then you realize you're rushing to do the next thing which is unusual for me in lockdown but i went out to get food and stuff like are you guys being that careful that you um that you get all your food in, or is someone going out? I just go out for the for the mental health aspects of going out and carrying oh, stuff. And
0: mm, mm. mate, we just had we just had our family outing to Countdown, which yeah. is you know a highlight highlight. <laughs> so waved at some people, saw some other kids in some trolleys. I got to wave at them. Yeah, so we're we're being really careful. We're wearing masks everywhere, and we're really trying to stay away, stay the two meters from people. Like taking that stuff really seriously. But we just you know there's stuff that's like. I went and got um, Paradise Takeaways, you know, the Indian joint in yeah. Sandringham yeah. You know, the other night because I'm so sick of cooking and, and and that kind of stuff. We are, we're, yeah, ordering some food in and, and occasionally buying a coffee or whatever. But, yeah, yeah we're taking the protocols really seriously, but also, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's a
1: balancing act. And what I've yeah. learned is you can't, you can't judge individuals. Unless someone's totally taking the piss in public yeah. and it's obvious, like – you can't you can't get judgy about why people are doing what they're doing when they're out. You know that person might have a mask exemption. That person might be blah 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 blah. Yeah, anyway, get,
0: and it, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and, and <clears> I've, I've, I'm I'm kind of staying off. I'm not on like social media as I'm Good. sort of checking things once a day to catch up, and catch messages and stuff. But you just find yourself like adding like i think taking that digital fury into the world a little bit you know and and you're like i don't need to no and it's a a, bad buzz around and you you can tell
1: when you see the amount of people doing the right thing expressed as a pie graph or whatever you realize that the online life is completely not a representation of what's actually going on now speaking of the last main lockdown i've got actually one of our social media interactions here i'll, I'll read it to you okay do you remember the, do you remember the coconut do you remember the coconut maracas oh yeah yeah so this is everyone this is tom by the way everyone tom's a um i was gonna say you in general a, a musician of all sorts but primarily you're you're, you're a percussionist you're a drummer correct that,
0: yeah okay. totally yeah, anyway yeah. so th-
1: this is tom second lockdown purchase one times pair of coconut maracas. Fuck, I really didn't want these. If anyone is having trouble finding secondhand maracas, I will consider <laughs> selling these to you for 400kg of bread flour. Okay, that's, this is my that's, response. That's, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is, this is so, like, um, what do they say? Indulgent. Yes. Uh, Lewis, yes. you purchased the item that best describes your state of mind at that moment. That's very self-aware. Celebrate the work you did on yourself and the maracas as trophies of your achievement rather than percussions superfluous to your needs.
0: Tom. That's brilliant. That's a lovely Tom, worldview.
1: Tom, I feel seen, Lewis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was my bot. Was the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when did you start
1: playing, man? Like, Because I was thinking... I think you're the first kind of drummer I've had on. I've got bloody loads of guitarists, which is part of what I want to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah probably correct.
1: the reason I didn't play drums because I, I kind of see that as a very appealing instrument was a number of quite practical concerns. Yeah, like having yeah. a cat in a house and talk about how you got yourself to the drums and the practicality of it. And
0: well, I I wanted to play drums for years uh, before I started. I, I my parents signed me up for a um, trumpet lessons and to be in the concert band at intermediate um i went to north cross intermediate uh, on the shore in auckland and um i just like straight out, straight away was like the drums are so much cooler than the trumpet like i would like to do that please and and my parents aren't musicians dad plays guitar but they were sort of like oh, we get the feeling like that's not a real instrument so we'll just keep with the trumpet and the piano and you can do that um so when I got to high school, um, I could read music really well, and they're right. The drums is an idiot's instrument, so it's actually really easy to figure out if you can already read music. So I, um,
1: Well you, hang on, hey, wait, wait a second. The hand, the, the, the hand, <laughs> the hand-eye <laughs> and the timing relates to reading music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. it really? Well, yeah,
0: well, okay. Well, the the system of reading music, music's like written notation, without getting too too into it, is just a grid. So it's like on. For piano or guitar or whatever, you you have notes that go vertically, and that gives you the the note or the position. Yeah, I can that you I can play.
1: sight read and pick out notes that, on a guitar. That's about gr- as much music yeah, as perfect. I can read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
0: you could you, then you could sort of you could translate your knowledge across to reading drum notation because, but it's actually exactly the physically, same, but it's just fewer.
1: But actually yeah. physically being yeah, built yeah. to, I'm sure that's a big part of it, right? The physical, sure, yeah, like yeah, like some is, people would naturally have yeah. that,
0: and others wouldn't. I I don't know. I find it. Because I, I teach now, yeah. and and I really reckon it's like it's pa- it's like if you want to play the drums, like I think that's the only thing that you have or don't have. Like you have uh, an inclination for the instrument, or you don't. Yeah. And obviously, there's going to be people who that aligns with like a natural, um, you know, ability to maybe interpret information faster or something like that. We all have our yeah. aptitude. But um, I think it really comes down to like I've got these I've got certain students who you were like you know they come in and you're like oh this kid's going to be hopeless like this <laughs> is gonna be, this is going to be terrible and they give me your oh, money that. give, give me your terrible. money for another lesson yeah yeah, yeah. You're like oh my god <laughs> and um, uh, they end up being amazing because yeah. you know they have a favorite band or they idolize some drummer or something and they, and then they just think about it all the time and want to do it so it really is it's just a it's like totally passion is overrides natural ability like hands down yeah
1: i've taken you off track you'll get you're going through your That's right. journey to percussion so That's i think right. you're at yeah, about well, college
0: yeah yeah well and at college i just um i sort of so i used to go into the music department and play drums at lunchtime and i just lied and said that i was a drummer and then um sort of yet <laughs> could sight read the charts that were really easy as well it sounds like it sounds like you know i think i'm frank uh any color you're reading the black page or something but I, I really was just reading these simple drumbeat charts and that was enough to get me into the school band and right. my parents were kind of trying to make me go to this boys uh, college westlake boys and the negotiation came down to being like well if you stay at that school already in the school band and maybe we'll think about getting a drum kit at the end of the year which they didn't think I'd stick with and I was like absolutely deal you have got this um and that was that was wow like that. man and, yeah. so you yeah, you yeah, you,
1: yeah. you 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 faked being a drummer that's great you, you and then you and then you broke you broke it a, you broke it essentially some kind of business deal with your parents to yeah. get the kid yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was I, mean, I was
1: kind of I, I, I wasn't kind of kidding cuz it is a it is a thing that would be a consideration like when you got it in the house um, um yeah. how do you how do you like you know keep your neighbors on side and stuff when you're young?
0: That's lucky, eh. Like we just um dad is a builder and we just moved into a house that was like half built. Great. So yeah, uh, because because anyone whose father's a builder or mother's a builder will know what it is to uh live with the builder you'll never be in a finished house so we had this downstairs that had no that was that has eventually become like a granny flat um but had no windows it was just all like plywood like around the whole thing like a couple of layers of ply and some insulation and it was just this like dark kind of downstairs basementy dungeon so i was allowed to play allowed to sit up down there and that's where my cat lived and that's when my high school rock bands had rehearsals and um, things. And did you enter Rock Quest? We just had really kind neighbours, and, and we were good. Like, I didn't practice after six or seven or something, and, and they never complained, and yeah.
1: Did you enter Rock Quest with a hilariously
0: bad band name? oh god i entered rock quest two times once with a band called chronicle with a k because yeah. we couldn't use the word chronic because that was a marijuana <laughs> reference and then uh with <laughs> the second this isn't selwyn band. college mate <laughs> yeah um, <so> good. <laughs> and then the second time with uh the same band under a new name yeah. status status which was yeah Status. Of those bands went
1: too far. Yeah. St- oh, St- Status. <laughs> yeah, I think you could. I think there's. Wor- I think yeah. there's worse famous band names than Status, but it's, it, maybe, yeah, it's maybe it's yeah. maybe it's a little bit it's a little for a fifteen or it, sixteen year old.
0: When you look back, yeah, you look and so I like. I don't even know how we decided on that name. It's one of those names where you're like. Why that word? What did we think?
1: I don't even know if I knew what status was, you know. Well, at that point I did it, yeah. I think it's like bling or something, isn't it? I'm um, so Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, looking at the range of people you play with, like both age wise and, and, and style wise as well, um, you've no doubt come across and you will continue to come across um, Shapeshifter. If you're ever talking to Diggs again, um, do know that yeah. his, because his, I'm around his era of, of schooling, his um, rock Quest band was called Softcock Giraffe. So
0: <laughs> that's Really good. <laughs> did you guys, were you at school together? No, I just, together? just
1: similar eras in Wellington, but um, right, I think yeah. I knew of Softcock Giraffe, the band I before, it before so we much. met kind of after school years. What era, what kind of era did you come on up? Because I figure you're maybe 10 or so years younger than me. You kind of a 90s right. kid
0: by, by definition? Yeah, yeah I, I guess I am. I was born in 86. I'm, I'm 34. 76. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just like 90s. I was, you know, at at um, intermediate and primary school through those through those years, and uh, yeah. So the music of the nineties is is deep, deeply yeah. embedded. Yeah. So,
1: and so thingy would mean like think you'd have more of an attachment to say thingy on TV than than I would. Like I yeah. like thingy, but yeah, you've, yeah. you've got that, Jay,
0: yeah, yeah. My my partner just did a TV show with Jason Gunn, and that was like probably the favorite. My favorite person that she's ever worked with. I think she's done heaps of things. Yeah, she got, to, she got to rip with Jason Gunn and and be really stupid, and I just that he he was yeah. We watched so much of of him. New yeah.
1: Zealand's so small that even if you're not in, in a particular circle, like you kind of get you kind of get a sense of things like that. Like I don't yeah, I don't think now you make me think about it. I don't think I've ever heard a bad word said about Jason Dugan. there was the rumor yeah. going around for years that he was, like, some coke fiend, but, you know, that's just, like, <laughs> ridiculous pre Oh, my God, speaking yeah. of that, something you introduced me to, I think it was last lockdown, I've only watched a little bit because there's no little kid around here, is Blippi. Great.
0: Blippi? Oh, God, mate. Yeah, is your yeah, kid a big yeah. Blippi fan? Mate, we've actually had to ban Blippi in our house because... And uh, if you want to, <laughs> speaking of Coke and, uh, you know, dark and twisted history. No, and no, because you, you said up. he was, you said, the, at, the
1: post said, I think Blippi's the biggest Coke head in the entertainment industry.
0: I threw that one out there. Yeah. And then there's, I don't know, I sort of don't know what the uh, level of uh, rating is going to be on this podcast, but... Just go, go for up, it, go for uh, it, go for uh, it, go, look go up, for look it. Up, Oh, well, the dude isn't like, there's some video of him, he, he when he was in his like early 20s he was basically in like a jackass kind of crew yeah and there's like a yeah there's like a video of him like taking a crap on a table and stuff but it's so v- it's like, a violent wow, it's, you, it's, really, it's, you really are uh, it's really the biggest coquette in the business it's movie.
1: violent yeah. it's violent diarrhea that's what that's what it is oh. I, I i
0: haven't watched it i just oh. read i just came off that, watch that. I, came off that came off that thread he's interesting I kinda so he like a more for it but i but we but our kid was too addicted to blipy and and we just had to. It was like a nightmare, man. We just we just But the just other th- the it. other
1: thing the other thing I will get back to why you you bent. I'm interested in that. Like, but the other thing I just realised because we're both totally generations apart from, is what I saw with that is someone just kind of going for. And I don't mean this like derogatory. It's just how you do things these Go days. For it. Yeah. Obviously, going from like. Being a shock guy to a kids guy, he's just yeah. like looking for internet fame. And to his credit, like when I looked at the number of views, like dude, he's he must insane. be a he must be
0: hugely wealthy, kind of. Oh man! And the the bud, like he's not his production budget's not exorbitant.
1: <laughs> no, it's all like you know, Final like, Cut Pro done at home, like totally, basic captions yes. and. What is it that he does that kids like latch onto? Do you think?
0: I think. He does the same thing that like a lot of those like new kids TV shows do. I, 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 yeah, again, don't want to um, put people to sleep going down the parenting sort no, of no, stuff. No, no, go for it. Still like a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of data on the old style of um, kids TV shows like Sesame Street and things like that, like the classic shows where they used to do um, like a full wind down. So the like for the kids, like the kids would know that the episode's going to end. Um, it'd be, like, quite gentle and, like, not sort of hyperactive and, like, heaps of, like, sort of strobing graphics yeah. and, and you know, super satisfying weird noises and things like that. So it was kind of like this, you'd watch an episode of Sesame Street and then you were kind of let go. Oh, uh, wow, well, that's really interesting. Right? It's yeah, Entertainment yeah, 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 yeah. It's really about, they're trying to get you to click through to another video so that they can show you another ad and it's totally evil and kind of, like, trying to, kids and in the same way that you know, social media apps do to us and, and so you reckon that
1: you reckon that he like, like it's actually like in terms of, I'm totally right there with you. Like I've actually done lectures Mm. on children, children's media in the past, ages ago, um, like first year level. I think it was like um, children as audience members, but
0: uh, most parents
1: would be familiar with this stuff in general. Like, so you basically think that he's um, what's the word? He's not really looking at any of this from the point of view of nourishing, young kids definitely minds not. oh then fuck him
0: yeah now it totally <laughs> makes sense why you banned him
1: yeah yeah well
0: yeah. i think i think well like he does provide really jim henson like, died nothing. for your sins yeah damn it man give us back jim <laughs> yeah but i think like i think he probably you no know, there's something in there he's super entertaining on a, on a level but i think he's he's definitely trying to get you to it's it's not with consideration of the child's well being for sure. Like there's no consideration there. I'm sure of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a world we yeah. live in. Yeah, I notice that with. Then. Um, yeah. I mean, like that's interesting. Yeah. Even my students who are like th- probably first year, second year. So what's that? Seventeen to kind of nineteen. Right. Like, yeah. Last yeah. few years, I'm just noticing that. Attention span, and I've got no data, man. It's this is just totally anecdotal, but um, the 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 battle to hold anyone to actually do anything for any great period of time. And look, hey, I've been an undergrad however many years ago. I know about being a slack uni student. That's 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 time immemorial. But I'm meaning more now. It's like just the battle to get anyone to engage with anything for any period of time seems to have kind of radically shrunk in the last few years, eh? And I guess they're the first students that in new zealand in particular because we were probably a little bit behind with good internet you know regular internet Definitely. lots of internet yeah yeah i feel like yeah. they're the, this is the first kind of generation of real digital natives that have come through
0: and that's sort of maybe that system of of uh you know that style of social media that is about sort of ke- keeping you keeping you on there for longer yeah. you know that yeah. like that being sort of fed that style of interaction so yeah so as this like are you sort of meaning like in person when you're just in general like just
1: even both like at the moment with lockdown we're putting up videos and and at first when it was new to everyone last year the whole thing was new as new to the students as it was to us I quite felt for for the new first years at least I got to meet them we got to know each other in the normal environment I think it was about week I think it was about week five of for AUT Last year right. that we went into lockdown, which out of 12 is way better than earlier on. But yeah. anyway, to the to what you're asking, like back then, or kind of asking, <clears throat> back then we thought, okay, we'll put kind of like 30 to 50 minutes of video up in three parts, which in hindsight is just probably way too long for anyone of any generation. We were trying to emulate right. lectures. But yeah. now, like, I'm putting up, I'm trying to, like, for example, <coughs> I'm doing a course with a whole lot of Pro Tools chops. So I'm trying to squeeze as much as I can into, like, 12 minutes but then you look at the viewing stats and it's like a handful of people out of 40 have actually watched it you know but then i guess maybe that oh who knows that maybe that's not attention span i don't know if that's the best example but i i think what i'm more broadly i'm thinking like just the battle this is a better way to put it it's going slightly off that topic the battle for everyone's attention is so much now like there's just so Uh, much coming at you all of the time right
0: I know what you mean, and and the there's that thing also of what, um, like I find maybe a similar situation in drum lessons where you get, um, like you're competing with every YouTuber yeah out there as well, where you have like this particular production value, and you're like, well shit, that does look good, and and like you know you maybe there's some problems with this with the lesson or something like that, but it's way more exciting for them to watch this super flash video than you you know receive information from me in person even um and so it is it's kind of almost hard to i feel like get my uh teaching across with integrity as well because they're kind of like okay tom yeah but i actually watched this youtube video that contradicts what you're saying you're like
1: okay that's kind of good though it kind of keeps you on your toes but but my question to that my question to that hearing that would be like do you think and there's the other, last thing I want to do on this show, because this is just the thing that often comes up, is be like mm. a grumpy old guy. Like, uh, yeah, it was better in the past. Yep. It's more just kind of exploring yep. how things have changed. Yeah. Like, so if people are able to watch, like, the drummer from Sugar or um, Ginger Baker or all these, like, different styles, do you think if people silo too early with those videos, they kind of miss learning the foundations? Does that make sense? Right. I do you get of, guys I, who could be like a super fast kind of death metal drummer, but then they're kind of lost anywhere else?
0: I, I, I think, again, it goes back to, like, passion in a way, because I, I think as if, if we're just talking about drumming, I kind of can't speak broadly, but, like, if that gets some kid practicing the drums for hours and hours trying to do this really dumb, fast thing, that's still time spent on the instrument. And you can always kind of, like, It'll be it'll suck for them because they'll have to go back and work on these fundamentals, which will feel like they're beyond them. But like, if they really want to progress, they will, and they yeah. will go back and work on that stuff. So I kind of am of the mind, like, man, I, I freaking wish I'd had YouTube around when I was this has come up before. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, like, yeah. and, and the stuff I well, I mean, I'm I'm grateful to have it now. Like, I've basically learnt audio engineering on the internet, you know, and and do that as a job now and 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 like so i've really done that sort of thing and made lots of mistakes and had to go and backfill information with books um that i thought i knew about uh from videos on the internet but um yes i think of it i think if it's engaging you like right surely that's good i, I oh, can't totally think about the subjects and i'm sure you know like as an educator you might find that more problematic uh, for more complex subjects but for something like learning the drums Uh, it's totally just about buy-in I think
1: yeah and I'm Uh, teaching more practical audio stuff now and um, yeah that's it like I kind of almost like I hate hate this word but I think part of going to university now for them is like me (coughs) watching say 20 videos of something that I want to Explain to them, you know, use someone else's yeah. video and finding the best one. So we're in kind of curatorial ro- roles as, as yeah. quote unquote, experts. So this has got very deep. Expect to Dude, look about teaching.
0: These, these, <laughs> we, yeah, I'm not qualified for this. So, shit. so yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I happen yeah,
1: late yeah. in life. I was just a DJ for years, <laughs> mate. Um,
0: so <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I do think. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah do, I, like, I mean, to finish that off, though, I do think like one thing that you get from maybe a teacher that you cannot get by yourself is that curatorial thing yeah you you know like if, or that you would get at university which is like to critically evaluate what information is good and what is bad and what is important and what isn't and you can only get that either from an internship or actual experience um with people and <coughs> providing a service to them or from a, a mentor like yourself or, or, you. your, or yourself
1: yeah and you're yeah. right like yeah, you just yeah. made me realize like the feedback side mm. of it the like come talk to me one-on-one the like throw ideas yeah. around, like, that, that doesn't happen with a YouTube video. And I think that's, that's, like, yeah. hugely... Um,
0: and you might think you're implementing that idea, but you're not. That's the other thing. And and that was always really valuable to have a, you know, because I studied uh, music at university. I did the jazz degree at Auckland. Yeah. And uh, to have, you know, to be like, yeah, look at my foot technique, Ron, uh, Ron Stamson, who was there. And he'd be like, that's fucking horrible. What is, what's going <laughs> on there? And you're, like, and you're like, what? I watched this. D V D of Lars Earlich or someone and yeah, you know, you're like you'll be like, No, no, hey, it's garbage. What are you doing? You know? Like, Why
1: why do people and you might not even have been through the Metallica phase. I totally did, like, 14 yeah. to 16, 17, which culminated in me going and seeing them in, like, 93. Or so. I was oh, so young. What an, I what went up, up, it was a whole bunch of us from Wellington, like from Wellington High School all wow. went up, very, very young, dressed as bogans and drinking terrible shit. alcohol. But anyway, that I was going to say, weird. you know, the internet has ruined some things for me. Why do people right. give, like, Lars Ulrich's drumming so much shit? But wait, because what I hear now that I've heard that and I know about more music, I've thought about this a lot like it's his kind oh, yeah. of slightly wonky punk drumming that i think makes them a bit different than a kind of blast metal band like what's your take on it or are you just going to say to me he's just a shit drummer
0: i'm not i absolutely <laughs> am not because like i mean because i i never really had a metallic face but so many of my friends did yeah and and i think I don't know. People just hold people to too high expectations. Like, they just happen to be the most fucking famous band ever, you know. But that doesn't mean Lars Ehrlich is also... It's not like sport. It's not like he's the fastest runner. No. And so he won the gold medal at the Olympics. That's not what music is. It's not like the very best... No, you're right. Totally. ...is in the most famous band. So I kind of like... I kind of hold no... A bad feelings towards him because it's like you're just in this band that did really well. You put in a certain amount of work. It wasn't as much work as other people, or maybe you missed some th- some foundational things or something. But you do a thing that people really love, obviously. Yeah. So I just kind of reckon like you fucked up fuck with if, episode, you right? like, if you don't <laughs> like it, that's fine. But like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to shit on Lars. So, you
1: know? um, so when you came out of high school, like, at, I mean, the range of people you have played with is quite. I was looking. Earlier today No yesterday sorry And the range is amazing From like I'm going to put myself On the spot now But a range of like From older More heritage artists Yeah Like Greg Johnson Like the Finns And then I think You are playing Antiques live show and then um, there's yeah, a whole I, lot of I, stuff I, I, in the middle, like all the young gifted yeah, broke crew and all of that. Yeah, and basically yeah. what I what I what I observed, which it wasn't very, um, you know, it's incredible that I observed it, is that you're really <laughs> hard working. You can seem to be spinning a lot of plates. Like, how did you approach being a career drummer when you left high school?
0: Yeah. Right. Well, um, I'll just say I didn't because I don't want to claim any any. Uh, Drum thrones that I haven't haven't earned or had. Um, I haven't played with Greg Johnson. Um, that's oh. always been Wayne Bell, I believe. But um, like, yeah, where do no, I get I, that I from? I don't mind. I just don't want to steal. I don't know. I had about I forty artists into. I could have read out. Oh, anyway,
1: that's all right. I okay. did go.
0: I I played with Diane Swan on his most recent tour, so it might have been that or something. Okay. Um, I, I opened opened for Greg. I'll claim yeah. that. How about that? Right. But, um, I guess I I I went to music school and then. I think my first goal was, like, uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. I, I didn't know you could do music as a career. Yeah. And my, my parents are, like, just, like, hardworking middle-class people and they're sort of, like, whatever you do, you have to make it a job, sort of. You know, like, it's, like, you can do whatever you want, but, um, you know, if you're going to do music, go to university and study it and find out what it is that you have to do to, to do it as a job you can't just bum around with chronicle, uh, forever and, uh, and, and be in that shit man. So, um. So in other
1: I words, would, so in other words, go and study music if you want to be a musician. Great, man. Totally.
0: Take it, take it, take it seriously, you know. That's, that's, that's so, so, that's so much yeah. more
1: progressive than a lot of the time. And all it is is your parents... They want you to be okay, right, throughout yeah, your life. That's, that's what it's about. But, but what I'm saying is, the exactly. more the kind of safer, more traditional approach would be: oh, go and do a commerce degree, yeah. and then yeah. you know, so have I, your band, have your
0: band and play yeah. at the pub or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you know, have yeah. your
1: have your yeah. hobby and 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 also have your day job. You know,
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess I was fortunate that they kind of they pushed me that way, so that when it came to it, I kind of didn't have a choice because I do have a lot of friends who who had a plan B. Yeah, who who fell on that plan B when times to get hard and, and I didn't have one <laughs> so I had to make it work and, and, and I guess that's uh, I've been really lucky with that and and I also worked out that like uh, money matters to me now because I have a, have a kid and, and a partner and, and you know we want to buy a home and things and, and all of that but money really didn't mean anything to me until a couple of years ago and so I, it was really just like if I could pay the rent um, I didn't I, I decided I didn't want to play covers and just sort of make just play any music uh, for a living i I, I like I, I wanted to play for artists and and be artistic about music and 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 I really care about it and, yeah. and I think that or like that sort of a gain and like you know being like, okay, I want to do this and I also have no choice other than to do this, made me work really hard. And so just any opportunity I, I got given, I I took really seriously and I always learned the music, memorized the music or, you know, charted the songs. I I, I did a um a, a, a PCP Eagles gig once filling in um, through my friend Tom Anderson, who's the owner of Whammy Bar. He's a bass player in that band. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I turned up with, like, charts of all their songs and they just thought that was like the funniest thing in the you'd, world. Well, you'd
1: listen I mean, to them in private and written out charts. I like, I
0: like, right. Well that's what's you know, like and that's where you learn at music school. It's like cool if you're you know if you're gonna dip or fill in for a band, you know, you might just chart ten songs and then you might just have your music to the side just to just to remind you of the important sections and where things change or if there's a specific fill or something like that. It's just like a quick way of, you know, learning learning information. So um, yeah, yeah, I turned up with these charts, and they were laughing at me. And but then I could play the whole set. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, and straight away, and they and they're like, "Wow, that makes total yeah, sense. Yeah. You did that. Like, you did that. Right.
1: So you actually did some homework. And so, don't laugh at me because your band sounds awesome.
0: Don't laugh at me because I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah. I could never play drums loud <laughs> enough for that band. I had to buy bigger drumsticks.
1: It's so, but yeah, it is. It So we'll get, we'll get to like sessioning, which is you saying you're getting a bit more serious about money and stuff. Right? And yeah, I genuinely yeah. want to ask you about. The the the, the the lot of a session musician in New Zealand Because often now right. Everything's dictated by our population But just for a second yeah. You said you had no interest in Being um, a kind of a jobber musician But to your credit You did give it a go Because um, I noticed you did stuff on cruise ships Like that doesn't seem <laughs> like your
0: Like because cruise ships well, in what?
1: general I don't really From what I know of you Wouldn't really be your social scene Or but um, so that's
0: where i that's where i learned that i didn't want yeah. to be a, a jobber yeah yeah cuz we were playing like you know 6 hours a day of um i love the Bee Gees, but terrible versions of the bgs and <sighs> you know uh jimmy buffett and all all of that all kind of shit so I, that was like i did a 7 month cr- contract which was which was straight out of university and it was actually kind of cool cuz it was well, look, you know a young single man and, well, honest, and I got to go to right. Alaska I was gonna and, say, you know all through the pacific and stuff so it was cool like, but cru- the music was horrible well cruise ships
1: in general like i just totally get why people say they're just the like worst for a whole lot of reasons but then there's like yeah. the like I don't know. There's the white trash side of me that like <laughs> loves like <laughs> that loves like I don't know as an analogy like ball, ballpark hot dogs and yeah. a day at Disneyland and like you know being floated yeah, around right. the world with like pound terrible day. buffet food like just getting fatter and you know uh, like yeah, pound yeah but
0: a, pound a day pound <laughs> a day they reckon <laughs> what, what's the pound a day? Oh, like they reckon you put on a pound a day on a cruise ship because you just like it's like buffet all day. Yeah, so it's like, I'll I'll I'll, so it's and, terrible. It's, yeah. like, it's
1: like, it's kind of like I'll never go on one because I get all the reasons that, like, you know, ecologically yeah. and all of that. But I kind of go, in, like, yeah. it does sound like quite a nice way to switch off. But was it like, because, you know, I've watched a few documentaries, probably principally since I watched one recently about that terrible coronavirus breakout. But is life. Oh, man. Basically, all I was going to ask is, like, is life as a worker pretty, like, um, not as nowhere near as flash as being a, um, a paying customer? Like, does it get a little bit grueling just kind it's of pretty, being trapped in, in that space? And
0: yeah. yeah, well with, with like 10 years of hindsight, um, I think the, the really, the thing I hate, and I, I did hate it at the time is the, the hierarchy because it's like, um, the Filipino workers who are the yeah, workers Things on you the realize ship, later. Uh, just, they're just, they have, it's the, they're, Paid terrible money, and uh, like, and you know, they have this it's all the same uh, cabin quarters, like, everyone shares a room and stuff like that. So, we were all sharing rooms and whatnot, and the officers don't, but um, yeah, there's like this for them, it was you know, you like it's like this awful, really obvious tear system of privilege and the places that you're allowed to go and the places that other people aren't allowed to go, and things like that. And because we're entertainers, we're allowed basically all over the ship because they kind of expect you to like do a show and then make like mingle walk, so r- r- walk around in your hot pants bar.
1: young man in your exactly. yeah, hot yeah, pants swinging like, your drumsticks <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right that's right slinging slanging, well, slanging the drums i'll tell you i'll, tell you, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll yeah. tell you i'll tell you what <laughs> sneeze guard yeah. or no sneeze guard the days of the the days
0: of the cruise ship buffet is over baby mate i reckon you're right dude I, they're just gonna be cooked aren't they like <laughs> who could who could Bring
1: themselves to go on one now. Oh no, no, no! Honestly, like yeah. on, in
0: that doco, like a, a bunch oh, of people, really?
1: like and again, not to judge what people do for for entertainment or leisure. Everyone works hard and all of that. But I was genuinely, yeah. from a health and safety point of view, quite surprised in this doco about coronavirus on that ship that right. a couple of the passengers were talking about how they'd like still had three booked next year. Like, I think there's wow. still it's still. Well, I guess yeah, it's demand for it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's one of those things that's probably too fixed in some people's minds, right? Like, that was their retirement dream or whatever, yeah. and they're going to do it no some matter what. Some people love
1: yeah. them. Some people love and them, it, and, and, you know.
0: They've, yeah, they've always had those, like, norovirus. Like, there was a norovirus outbreak when I was on board, and that was so, so dire. It was just, but it was just a thing that people sort of expect. And
1: last thing on it, like especially for a young man, like you're not really spending anything on there. Like, good money? Did you come back? Is it good? Like, good money for what you're doing?
0: What was I getting paid? I was getting paid. I don't mind saying. I think I, it was six hundred US dollars a week at that time. I think for
1: so a young was, New Zealand that musician, a, that's good money, right?
0: It was. It was for me. Was, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And yeah, I mean, you can spend a lot of money on one dollar beers, which was the price at the bar and oh, i would have thought uh, you could just drink okay yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah and yeah yeah yep. but yeah you can meals kind of,
1: provided yeah, yeah. you might buy a meals few provided, things when you're no icon yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but yeah. it was it was amazing i did i saved a lot of money and i actually yeah all jokes aside i um i bought two really nice drum kits which set awesome. me up when i was back in Auckland. so yeah that's that's that was kind of the goal i went in and saved a bunch of cash to buy gear
1: and and then I mean, my timeline might be all out here. It's probably a few years later for you, but no,
0: true. I think
1: probably the reason I would have added you on Facebook it would have been years ago now. It was because I was just in general really intrigued by the talent, but also the general movement of all the YGB crew. Like you, I, you did I, a lot of stuff with them, right?
0: I did, yeah. yeah. So I. Um, oh, that's um, young, gifted, I,
1: and broke, folks. Just remember, yes, we have an yes. audience.
0: Yeah. Ah oh, yes 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 and none of us are young anymore.
1: Yeah. But, well, I um, want to get to that too. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But how's my how's my um, timeline? That's a, that's a few yeah, years yeah, that's on, a few years after the cruise ships, right?
0: Totally. I think that was like within a year I think. So Yeah, I, I it makes sense. And, yeah. and I I was laboring and doing random gigs and I did a gig with um so Tom Scott from Homebrew his father's a really well known bass player. Yeah. Um from the UK and and has played with all sorts of amazing um people over there. Um, moved his family to New Zealand. Um, Tom's mum's a Kiwi, I think, um, and uh, so he. Uh, I, I did some gigs with a guy called Stu Pearce um, who who plays with Pete, um, and they were both playing with Homebrew at the time. They were kind of like Tom was sort of leaning on um, Pete's jazz musicians because um, um, to sort of form his bands. And so, yeah, I just I just lucked out, and 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 Stu recommended me. Um, and then I was a freaking nerd and shouted all the Homebrew songs <laughs> and uh, turned up to rehearsal and they were just happy to have someone who was reliable and uh, learned all the music and and was really loved the music. So yeah, I, that was because there was like there's, there's
1: the sort of legend, you know, it's folklore, the kind of looseness, the the partying, yeah. the, you know, just general being young and out there. But but oh, yeah. at the same time, like even back then with that kind of image which for, you know Tom, Tom's basically got older and like we'll pull it out for yeah. festivals and stuff but th- as well as the obvious talent like is he always seemed to have that kind
0: of drive or yeah man he was he he was so focused um, so focused see him to into music yeah yeah and and you know um, I think uh, natural ability has uh, he has he is so smart, and I and, think he has uh, natural
1: ability plus the Gladwell ten thousand hours. You can I, tell I that guy say, has. Sorry, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no yeah, absolutely, yeah, no, yeah. No. You,
0: you, you take it, take it away. No, yeah. no, you go for it, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And he just, he just, and I think that's what him and I kind of connected on, as well, was that he was like, "Oh, you're a real nerd at, at, at the drums, aren't you? You know, like you've really had to." Put your time into being good at all at this thing. This it's not. It wasn't a, a natural thing for me, or a sort yeah. of like a musical family, or anything like that. So I think he liked, you know, that we were always like joking about how much practice we did and stuff. And yeah, when I met him, he was um, he was doing like structured eight-hour days of writing uh, for the Homebrew album. That but then was, that the, the, the kind yeah.
1: of public side of it was like s- yeah. pretty clever because like. That's not what they were putting out there. Like I was watching videos back then of like them storming the Auckland Uni halls and like doing huge yeah. lines of rack off. Like that was just. Oh, yeah. But I think that like for him, I'm just I, I'm i speculating. Like did that? I mean, maybe it's up to Tom to tell his own story. But I wondered whether like when he wrote that song about the prime minister, that's what ended him up in Melbourne. Like
0: I think yeah, I think yeah. kind of
1: like that persona got a bit much from him, right?
0: Yeah. Kind of I pop ate
1: itself or something like that. I can't think of the expression.
0: I don't think I, I don't think he could have anticipated how big it all got. I yeah. think and, and I think it's sort of Oh uh oh, he's gone.
1: He's broken up <laughs> What happened? There? My god, oh, damn that it. Was robotic. hang on a sec.
0: Something's happening with me. My... Are you there? Yeah, my back? <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I think it. I think I because I. Uh, hey, look. Well, listen. Continuation I, through of the, through the power through the power
1: of, yeah. the, power of uh, the DAW. I can edit that yeah. out later on. You were just responding to yeah, my thoughts about Tom taking off to Melbourne to basically get away from that character from Homebrew for a while.
0: Sure, sure. Well,
1: yeah. Oh no, it's broken up again. Maybe it can't answer this question. Oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> just the third time we'll just check this the spiritual uh residence of mentioning Tom Scott when <sighs> yeah, he is not around. Can you down. please for the safety third safety time try and respond to that?
0: Sure um i think uh i ju- I, I actually think uh, yeah he it just was so big and there was so much attention on him and um he was being really encouraged to push the boundaries like promotionally and things like that and i and you know i think those those guys um one of the things that resonated with new zealand or you know with like people with hip hop fans about tom and haz and louie and uh, all of the YGB kind of guys is they really are genuinely who you think they are, yeah. And it's, for sure, it's heightened. It's heightened in the um, in the public image, you know. And 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 and, and funny stunts and Fuck. you know Tom was so great. I I loved being in that band early on and just thinking like it was so funny. All the videos he always wanted to make with him and Sinjin and um, yeah, lost focus on the music and and I think he regretted. I th- I th- I actually don't want to. I don't want to. Words into his mouth, but it was it was a shame. About the, I, I, feel like that song was a shame. But I it, felt I felt I felt like
1: I, felt, I, felt was, like, um, I, I can t- I can speak as an audience member. I, I felt yeah. like um, everything everything he'd done was so kind of like smart in its own way up until that point. And I think right. I'm not like I'm not saying it was dumb, but it was certainly wasn't the cleverest tune he'd done. Like it just, but I get, but I totally get the motivation behind it and the sentiment, but it yep. just kind of hit a little bit wrong, and that's unfortunate, you know.
0: It, yeah yeah, just must, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. And, and yeah, like, I, you know, um, part of all of, part of all of that, so I, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, I, I mean, we all look back at things as older men now, and we were, you know, young, young men and and some Yes, yeah. yeah. no. He did the right thing. He got the fuck cool. out. He played.
1: He yeah. played. He played it well. Like a lot of things he's done, and I, and I just realized now. So I don't know whether he actually got top down pressure. And again, that's his story to tell, and he probably totally. has told it somewhere. Yeah. But something else just occurred to me while I was chatting to you about this. Is like you said, oh, one thing about him and hip hop fans. Like more broadly, it was becoming like just kind of like young party fans. And what, <laughs> I, what I'm getting to is, I think maybe like. you you guys hit that kind of like when the beastie boys got sick of being the 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 party
0: you know you don't want to be the
1: party beer like band forever because it's like it's quite a taxing thing to be right
0: for sure i think um you know i yeah i don't know i i know a lot of artists um that i've worked with through the years find it difficult like when they overtake their art, especially if they're real artists, yeah. you know, like I think, and I think that's, you know, and people love them um, and, and want to know more about them. So, you know, they're encouraged to give more of themselves into the public space. Um, but then quite often that, that kind of attention can surpass the attention on their art. And I think that's really hard for a genuine artist when they hear more about something they did or, we're at or whatever or the way they look or you know um then they hear about the art that they're putting into the world which they're trying which is what people know them for so yeah i mean you you know you might have something an interesting perspective on that too but I, i know that that's really challenging for people when it sort of becomes about something else and then they're like can we just get back to yeah. While no, ran, you, 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 that doing, was, you, know, you, you, yeah. you,
1: you explained that eloquently. But then all the way through, if you weren't like just a fan of homebrew, maybe mm. out of the, more kind of nerdy music clip like the whole way through obviously he was doing at peace and then like yeah, max yeah. what was it max something there's still a tune i play Fred, when i dj max, max, max friedrich <laughs> there's a real great tune that yeah, i still play it, when i yeah. when i play at yeah, bars yeah. and then of course and i think you played on it like at avondale bowling club i mean i had a, 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 a blues musician from wellington who i kind of like looked up to as a as a teenager come on recently Recently, we hadn't chatted in about 20 years and um he said that album was hands down he thought the best new zealand album of the year you know And oh, that's, that's a stunning awesome. album right i'm just getting i'm just getting to like the crossover. like he'd be no no way a hip-hop guy but that album's kind yeah. of way more than that right
0: yeah that's oh that's yeah totally and and yeah julian dines on that record as well and on yeah. a lot of the real jazzy cuts i'm i'm sort of i'm on a couple of tracks it's it's tom makes music like a collage like it's like he pulls different things together, and 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 sometimes it's like there'll be an initial track. I'm doing this visual thing. You'll get from Pro yeah, yeah.
1: He's doing uh, it like and, a long and, rectangle and thing, folks. Like yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. three so Jaffer boxes, form. three Jaffer boxes that's in a row, three
0: Jaffer boxes of, of sound, <laughs> yeah. and then what? And then you know people will play over the top of it, yeah. and then that initial track will get wiped, yeah. and then it's like becomes this new thing, and then it's layers and layers, and then it's like cut together by you know um, with his producer um christophe and um like they yeah like that first um Avanteau bowling club record it's just it's just so great it's like i think it um i feel like you know and i i think he's really proud of it I, I hope he is and and you know i think as a music nerd i think that's the the music he wants to be making and i'm really happy he is it's sort of gone you know, like, I, yeah, totally. I, I, and, I, and I think from what we were talking about, about you know, homebrew and the type of attention you get, uh, Tom was getting from homebrew and uh, to now, like, that artistic progression's pretty, pretty wonderful and, and, and I think he's um, lined up who he is in the public eye with with the music he wants to be making in a really great way, and, and it's really awesome. So what do you do, like, because um, I wanna, still want to get to sessioning
1: and also I want to talk sure. about the, all the different live the outfits you play with live, but say for now in lockdown, because I know you do production work and stuff as well, and coming back yep. to, like, <clears throat> being at that phase where you want to buy a house and so on, like, have you got, <laughs> have you got paid work on at the moment while you're, while you're there? Are you, are you working in your studio or...?
0: I can do some stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, my studio is on a private property, um, and the the people who live there are are actually stuck up north. Oh, I thought so you were I'm, there now because of the sound. Because oh, of the sound I'm deadening behind you. I'm in our I'm in our garage. Oh, okay, this okay, is, okay. This, this right. used to be a um, this used to, this is me and my old man um, built these walls that yeah. can kind of go with me anywhere that um, that I I can sort of fit into like a yep. modular size room. So they're like two point two high. And I just like, so I've tracked this in the garage so I can do some drum practice from home right. um, without going out to the studio. But um, yeah, so I've, I've got um, uh, a studio, like a, like a recording studio that I work at um, and I do production out there and I do remote drum sessions and I, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, so you've uh, been, like you've been going out there during
1: lockdown, you've got work.
0: Yeah, I, I've had a little bit. Like, um, I I've, unfortunately I was I'm supposed to be heading off on tour with Tammy Nielsen this weekend, I think, and that's obviously not happening. But yeah, um, yeah so so a lot of work has fallen over, but there's bits and pieces that I can do, which is which is great. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, yeah, great. For to be able to do like remote drum sessions, so people will send me a track. And then um, give me some guidelines, and and I'll just sort of send them back some stuff, and then do some revisions if, if there's anything they, else and, they need. And have you, have you uh, has there been much government
1: assistance for um performers? Like, have you? I just I just yeah. sort of
0: announced some CNZ funding. I don't, I'm not sure if I'll be eligible or not. Um, I think there's different criteria to last time, but we're we're doing okay. like we're really grateful to have wage subsidies and um, that self-employed the resurgence. So uh, that's I what you have. Right, people.
1: great. So you've been getting the wage subsidy. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. I just yeah, feel so for, I mean, I, most, feel, yeah. I mean, there's so many cases, but just because I know him reasonably well and I see his post, like, I really feel for someone like Bobby, you know, who just bought that bar. Oh, man. Bought that bar only mate. a little while ago. There's basically fuck all to no venues like that in Auckland. And then it just hits when wow. you're in those first few years of, of owning a business, you know?
0: That must be so stressful. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like, I really. I know you know we're all doing the right things staying staying at home and and I you know I don't think anyone rational can argue with the need for the restrictions on uh, crowd size gatherings yeah. and things like that you know but you've got to feel so sorry for someone like that and someone like you know Bobby oh, shout out Bobby, I love Bobby so much and and he's done a lot for the yeah, scene I like, I like Mr. Pazooka. Yeah, yeah, he's a good man. I had him on a podcast and, yeah, about two years ago, but anyway, yeah. Oh man, I have to look, listen back. Yeah, yeah, listen, <laughs> I have to listen back. And um, but yeah, he. Um, we need him around as yeah. well, selfishly. Like when oh, we're totally. all out of this, you well, know, we need we yeah. need that venue as musicians. So, um, last time there was a. Uh, I remember. Uh, I can't remember who organised it. There was a GoFundMe type of thing. Um, hopefully, someone maybe. Maybe I could get onto that, or something. someone could get onto that. Um, to you know, you heard it here, folks. Oh, sorry,
1: i sort of put you. In. Yeah, God, <laughs> I know. Did I just
0: sign myself up for civic sort of duty? Uh, but you know, so, uh, maybe there's already one around. Who knows? Yeah. But um, you know, last time it was for Whammy Wine Cellar, and, and I think some money went to um, PSC and different places. So I hope you know. Hopefully, we can support those places in that way again, and just keep them because fuck. There's. Well,
1: I mean, this is such a huge question, but um, mm. look. Just the, again, the amount of artists that you play with that you're involved with that you interact with across the breadth of of New Zealand music, like um, how's everyone doing like is it are people reconsidering their kind of careers, their priorities? I mean you're speaking for so many people I guess, I guess I'm kind of saying, <laughs> I, yeah. is there an air of positivity of we'll get out of this, we'll do the summer festivals, or right yeah,
0: I, I suppose mean, you can't I answer think that, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't speak for everyone, you know, and and I think there's a real breadth of um, reactions and, you know, and just for me and Liv, my partner, like, you know, every day is different. Like, today, I feel fine. Like, I'm like, really positive about the future. We know it's going to end. It's just seeing it through. And oh, I thought you I meant the world. I was like, yes, I know. Yeah, I agree the, the world's, world's going to end. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to fucking end. So yeah. do, what is it? Nothing matters anyway. That's right. Um, and yeah. But yeah, we, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, some days you feel more positive than others. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, God, it's just like, you just hope there's, you know, venue, uh, I, I saw, was it, oh, not Kneeburn, uh, uh, Hamish Pinkham or something uh, yeah. in the media the other day was talking about, what's going to happen with vaccine passports, and they need some clarity around for that. For rhythm, so rhythm and Vines? Yeah, like Rhythm and Vines can go and, you know, that, that. but, I mean, they're asking the question, but it'll be the same for all of the festivals wondering whether, you I know, they, they can go ahead or I not. Just so. think, I
1: just think one positive yeah. thing I, I, I've seen, I mean, obviously if events can't go ahead, then that's completely not positive, but the, the mm. timing last year, and I had um, John Minty on another episode oh yeah yeah, in so the yeah, last yeah, yeah. yeah um and one thing i like dawned on me was that one thing positive i think it has done is like by necessity it's proved that we can fill up a festival like normal but with all new zealand artists so oh, there's kind the no there, of no cultural cringe there you know
0: Last one was incredible. Yeah, like it was a great, <laughs> it was a great summer for New Zealand artists. Anyway, yeah, like, I, I think I no, think good on you, man. Like blow mind. your horn. You go, yeah. you don't go anyway. It's yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, not not for me. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. For any <laughs> person, But I, it was like yeah. it was like you know like uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it was Amazing. Um, well, no, no, it was uh, great. it was just I mean shit. I don't know like Lab and those kinds of bands. You know you're like would I mean they might have gone. Um, stratospheric anyway yeah. but like to see them basically doing that run of shows that would be some huge international you know going to Taranaki and doing the Bowl of Brooklyn and selling out everywhere you know stadiums and shit Amazing. it's like yeah. I think that's so awesome Well, like like, I, and, that, and, that, and that was a really positive byproduct and has maybe sort of um, given some new bands a trajectory that used to exist when there was much more of an industry around that um, you know, like uh, in the early 2000s, for instance, where, you know, there was a lot more marketing budget to boost bands into, you know, that sort of level well, being, um, that maybe doesn't exist now.
1: Being that little bit older than you, I remember, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd know about this anecdotally, but I, I, you know, I remember that time when I was yeah. doing shows on student radio and mm-hmm. we, were, we were playing like 20% or whatever it was, New Zealand music. And, right. you know, up until about... Far out, late. I don't want to put myself on the spot, but the, sometime in the late nineties, yeah, commercial radio only played two percent New Zealand music at best. Some of it, you know, rated less. And so, what that's, what that's kind of a, 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 a metaphor for is like a, a, um, the fact that there was kind of huge cultural cringe, right? So,
0: right, it's yeah, changed yeah, to that point, but it's, it's great. It's yeah.
1: like, um, but the fact is that if international artists had been available, it would be a it would be a ballsy call to announce an all yep. New Zealand lineup but they did it Yeah, and yeah. like I'm going to go to WOMAD next year which obviously is a weird one to go to for all local acts because yeah. it's like the <laughs> sure. it's literally a like world music festival but the world lineup's music. Yeah, yeah yeah the yeah, lineup's yeah. great and it's Boulder Brooklands and it's getting out of Auckland and you know and the yeah. thing I was going to I was going to ask with even with a really like particularly busy festival season which is when a lot of musicians and artists you know make 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 money that tides them through a, a large part of the year like with, with yeah. the number of, of artists that that um, you play with like how do you how do you plan kind of saying yes to yes to one band in festival <laughs> season why are you laughing okay it's a good question because i was going to be like is this a dumb question but it's like how do you not <laughs> no. let down one band yeah, and yeah, also yeah. tom's got to like kind of support his family and you know what i'm yeah. asking i could tell by the laugh. Oh, yeah do. how do you oh, I do. how do you I do. not
0: spoil the party oh, <laughs> god well well um me and my friend chip matthews play uh, in, yeah chip. Uh, he's he, legendary chip matthews on yeah. the base um play in lots of bands together and we just like fucking wring our hands and wait for the clash the date clash and then it's like uh, we used to have lots between, particularly between Aradna and Homebrew, because yeah. they would always be getting asked to do similar shows, and so it would be like, um, we just have great subs that we put a lot of work into making sure that they know the shows really well, and and um, oh, you actually and, like you can't
1: you pimp out other drummers and bass players, big
0: time, Damn. big time. With your so big you just diamond gotta, headed cane. You could go that play there. All, you could go play there. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. And and you, it um it happens more more than you'd think, probably. Oh, that's, but that's just, actually really cool because re- that
1: means you're getting other yeah. other other uh, other
0: players work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's so great, and it's it's sort of a really, it's a funny thing. Like, there's such a cool. I mean, maybe in other places it's way more dog eat dog or something, but like no one's out to steal your gig. You know, like it, it's just like. So cool! Like you just call the best person you can think of and say, "Will you fill in for me?" And I mean, if for some reason they were a better fit for the band, then you can be philosophical about that. And they might get that gig, and that's on you for picking another gig over that over that particular artist or show or whatever. And that's that's life. But have you as done as the kind of like
1: you know, kind of mad driving around, like the kind of oh my god, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do you, three shows do, and go to one festival, then the other on New Year's Eve,
0: and I, th- I think the the, Have you got a helicopter? Did. Have you done a helicopter? That's big I've never time. done a helicopter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, Ch- had Chip done a helicopter? No, he's done like a. No, nah, I think. It's be like done, Carl, up Co- up Carl Cox my, in the
1: millennium. You know, Carl Cox played three uh, midnight yeah. countdowns? He That's flew back so in time amazing. and, yeah, anyway.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah he, Google it, man. Legend. Like, Carl Cox is oh, the legend. To. I
1: think he started off at, like, Bondi Beach in Sydney. Then he did another show in the same time zone. And then he flew back to the other hemisphere and got there for the next 99-2000 um, countdown.
0: Okay, he puts us all to shame and I should stop <laughs> getting subs and just get a helicopter. What am I doing? Well, you're not
1: earning Carl Cox money. but um, so, so with you and <laughs> yeah, Chip, I knew you were mates, yeah. but that really interests me, like... Do you guys try and yeah. get gigs together, and in the same breath, you got a kind of sort of a Sly and Robbie thing where you got that familiarity with playing I with each other?
0: It's really interesting. I don't know. I think we just, like, me and him are, like, until this time last year, there were a couple of years where we counted that I was almost spending more nights in a room with Chip than with my partner for a few years because we were just, like, touring so much, like, 100 nights a year, 150. Wow nights a year away doing shows and stuff and it was like so him and i just have like this rapport and friendship um and i think we play well together and we you know pick up on pick up on a lot of cues from each other and communicate well and um we do we love working together i i it's not like we go uh present ourselves as a unit but i think it's maybe often uh if someone's looking for a rhythm section they'll call me or chip and then it's sort of like oh cool we'll just get those two dudes because they or, you know, they saw us play with a certain person or whatever and then we get the call. But, so, um, so, so
1: kind of a, sh- a short version is that it must be a kind of intuitive synchronicity when you play with each other now. You know each other's yeah. styles really well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, lot of support and, and things and, and understanding between each other and I feel really good playing with Chip and I, was, I feel really supported. And I feel that way with lots of musicians as well, I should say. Like I've got a lot of musical friends and 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 comrades that i love um being on stage with for those for all of the reasons that i love being on stage with chip as well and um i think uh, but, uh, but going back to the how we managed to juggle everything i think quite often if if we're both uh really comfortable honest a, on a gig wheel will split so yeah. like chip you know it'll be like Chip be like cool i'll do the aradna show and be on it with say Adam Tobek and you do the homebrew show and we'll get um, Marika Hodgson or someone like to do that and you and then we can you know you can help that person through the show a little bit or do some cues or whatever so you kind of always the goal is always to make sure that the artist feels like looked after and supported by you and not left behind and and that's really what we I think maybe that's what we do well together is always uh, communicate well and make sure that the people understand that we care about them and, and love them but we're also trying to piecemeal together a career um, and no one can offer well, us this, 50 shows a year yeah, or a that's 100 right. shows a year that we could just quit everything else you know like and if, and I think that's well, here's, a really unique experience here is that you inter- have to do that.
1: Yeah that's right so here's an interesting question because I know it's a, sometimes a maligned term for some um, but and you are, in, you are in a lot of these bands but do you mm. consider yourself at the end of the day a kind of
0: session musician? Is that, I mean yeah, yeah. it's, it's a, again here it's not what it is in other places. So I mean, like, what's an example? You've you know, obviously like seen like that. You've musician, seen. You must have seen yeah.
1: the Doco that came out. The session musician. Oh, I haven't. No. Oh, you got to see haven't. it. You got to see have, it, bro. I, I do. I
0: do. Um, see, I do you keep, keep talking. I I'll, I'll remember up, yeah, yeah. the name of it. But um, yeah, is the drummer? Is it a drummer one? No, drummer it's just in that?
1: general. Oh. You keep going oh. with your thought. I'll look through my notes. I've, I've got it in my cool, notes. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I mean, it's different in the states. Like, it's like you know, you maybe don't even have any communication with the artist. You're maybe hired through a musical director yeah. and then you, you, you are kind of like their musician and then they communicate with the artist and then you just do their bidding. And then maybe you don't even see each other that much or have form a relationship. But in New Zealand, it's like Tammy Nelson calls you and is like, Hey, would you like to play drums on some shows? And it's like, great. And then, you know, you deal with her personally or you deal with takes or you deal yeah, with, yeah, yeah. um, you know, Arana or whoever it's like, it's all really person to person. Um I guess the the thing that sort of defines you as a session musician is it's like this artist maybe um is a sort of like soul <clears throat> creator and they make their records or whatever and then and maybe if you're involved in the record you get paid a fee. Yeah. So you're not like you're not sort of part of that like big, like businessy creative part of the of the of the band. Yeah. Um so that you you kind of are separate in a in a sort of like I don't quite know how to articulate. No, it. you've articulated. Like, you know, you you've no, no, ab- you've articulated yeah, yeah. perfectly.
1: You just got to the end of so articulating yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just this sort of component of of their group, not part of the group. Yeah. And because of that, everyone kind of understands that you need to be in other groups. So there's no sort of weirdness you being like their drummer and no one else's. But it's sort of like. You are definitely, and I'm definitely a member of a lot of bands, but there's just not so much work that everyone's working all the time. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you touched on something else Mm. that is different overseas, at least my understanding, is that there isn't a lot of other live musician work outside of kind of bands and musical projects in New Zealand, whereas Mm. if you were a session musician in the States, you might be a live band on a TV show, or yeah, am I right totally. in saying there's more of that kind of like general player for hire um, work? For, I yeah, don't like know. Big,
0: no, yeah, totally. Yeah, and like yeah. a big, a really big uh, band might put people on like a um, what's it called like I don't even know what it's called because I've never been on. Well, a,
1: even uh, Vegas over yeah. in the states, you know, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah oh, that's totally. different though. You might, but yeah. you
0: might be on a, um, you know, like you might be on a salary or something, yeah. so that you are always available for that that particular yeah, band. Yeah. and that and that's how it works. Um, so uh, yeah, here it's just it's just gig to gig really. so it's it's way different in the structure. and I, and there's I think there's just more more of a business there in the sense that people have expectations and there's more sort of industry standard about what how things work and things. And here it's just, But you know the story
1: of Ray Parker Jr., right? He was a session guy all his life, and then he – I can't remember the exact story, but he got talked into writing Ghostbusters, and so he went from – that was going to be – he was perfectly happy with what he was doing, and then he wrote this huge kind of like – you know how big that Ghostbusters tune from the movie is, right? Actually, yeah, I, think that's in, I think that's in that Session Musician film I saw, and I looked up the name right. of it. The film's called Hired Guns, and I think it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, It's, cool, it's worth cool. a look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then cool. the other thing I saw you do, we'll, we'll wrap it on up shortly, is that you produce, and I'm really interested in that term because cool. it can mean like beatmaker through hip-hop you know like yeah, has or whatever but yeah, are, do, are you do you produce in the kind of rick rubin mentoring you know sitting there helping people with their album sense or
0: yeah it's really i, I it's such a weird term now because it does like you said it, it, you've you've kind of nailed it it's like it means like five different things yeah. sometimes it means and and it really depends on what people need as well as what i do so sometimes it is it's like Building tracks for a vocalist to put a what's called a top line on, you know, like so some engineering as
1: well. We're needed, kind of crossover yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm always I'm always engineering because yeah. like, I, I pretty much only produce at my own studio, um, and and yeah, so I'm so I'm sort of on the tools, and then uh, you know, sort of yeah, whatever people need. I, it's it's so really you have, very, you will be like
1: there will be yeah. moments where you're like no, sing it like this, sing it like that, try this, try that you know? it's
0: a little bit yeah like a little bit yeah. yeah like i try and let people i i i think it's funny working with different people like i've come to understand like i'm really slow like i know it's really like i think beat makers and like people who do writing sessions and stuff um work really fast and are really like you know boom 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 um and i yeah. like i would way rather just like meet someone and get comfortable, listen to some music, get on the same page. Yeah, that's the kind and of producing
1: like, I was thinking of. Yeah, like you're actually, yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and
0: then we sort of like start making a record together. And if I feel like the record is moving away from what they'd told me they'd set out to make, I'll maybe make them aware of that. And if you know, if they want feedback on vocals, I'll give them feedback on vocals. And if they want, you know, me to play drums, I'll play drums. And I've got a bunch of synths and random, you know, keyboards and and all sorts of, cool, like, interesting amps and things. So yeah. I try and make sonic decisions and, and offers and things like that. But it's – they really – it just – sometimes you're, like – sometimes you're, like, the band member they don't have if you're working with an artist. Yeah. You know? Um, and sometimes you're just, like, a support network for yeah. them to – Believe in themselves and make talk uh, about the other guys that they're pissed
1: off with, like vented out there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, just be the, be the uh, evil nemesis that yeah. they need to, you know, yeah, inspire them. Fuck, um, I hate but, that yeah, guy. Really hey, well, you would never listen
1: to me. Da, 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 da. You're <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. And then you go
0: to the other person, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The fuck you know, it. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah take my hat off. And I'll be the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it really, it's so varied, man. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's encapsulating a lot of different things. But always, yeah, for me, it's always engineering and and always playing something usually, yeah.
1: And now we're I, the last few questions, I seem to have developed a style on these. These are sort of like the last questions that are just sort of hanging at the end that need to be asked but aren't, maybe right. aren't as, don't don't connect as well as, as the last ones. So they're, sure. they're, they're varying topics. Um, the, the first one is um, you found your stolen – so I got burgled after the end of lockdown. I don't know who sees what on Facebook and – um, but a lot of people responded to it. I came home I after remember. the second lockdown, yeah, yeah. and my studio was just um, so. Anyway, t- t- not about me, but I understand the gutting, um, anger, uh, the range of emotions when things get stolen. If I understand correctly, you got a cherished piece of gear stolen, but then it turns up yeah. a few years later.
0: Well, and, but I never storm. heard. Wh- I never oh, heard I'm what happened.
1: I never heard what happened. Okay, yeah, l- l- let us know as much
0: uh, as you can. I would also like to hear the end of your story, too, you, what happened to you is so much worse than... No, I no, no. Well, no. I, left, I, I took acid and left a snare drum in the back of my car and it got <laughs> stolen. So that's my fucking bad, really. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. No one deserves to get shit stolen. Yeah, car. You don't, never just, leave your, I don't never think leave the people who take drugs should get their stuff stolen. Everyone knows not to leave their gear in their car. But um my my, sto- I my story I have so, I've,
1: I've told enough and it's bad. my show. So yeah, tell me about I like, I all I'm asking okay. is it's basically I'm not saying it's the hugest theft story in the world. It's just buzzy mm. something showing up. That's the bit that interested me. Well,
0: yeah, so this turned yeah. up it turned up it turned up this year. So this was twenty fourteen, it got stolen. Yeah. Um and uh in Todonga and then it turned up on Trade Me at the start of this year. So Seven
1: years later. Guy. Yeah, Seven wild, years eh? later,
0: yeah, yeah, wild, and it's in the same case and everything, which is how I know it's my drum. It's got my homebrew stickers on the case and stuff, and then um, so I got in touch with the, this guy, and it's like this, you know, this is my drum, um, and then he was being really cooperative, and then kind of like got a bit freaked out, was like, I'm just going to take this back. I bought this from the Salvation Army. Um, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm going to take it back there, and then um, you can get it from them. And did you, you b- did you believe miles. did you believe him? I did, and, wow. and and I think, he, and he did take it back there. But then the guy at the Salvation Army was such a prick, and he was like, "Ah, look, mate, we don't know if this is yours. You're gonna to have to obtain." Oh my god, the Salvation Army! You—that's crazy. Like, this guy just bought it back, saying it's mine, and I'm gonna call you. What are you talking about? Like, and so he like just like hardballed me on getting it back. And um, so I went about like I was trying to, you know, the, I don't know if anyone's ever. Um, tried to use the police complaints website it's not fast it takes weeks and so i like you know got on this website i was trying to get um, oh yeah and
1: and it's and they're so overworked it's like it's clearly it's clearly a bot replying to you and you get a case number and
0: look full full fully understand that that my snare drum that's been missing for seven years is not a police priority absolutely but i didn't realize it's it's you know it's like and you're from your
1: your with your 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 anarchistic hippity hoppity band stickers on it with your, yeah, fuck, exactly. with your fucking police <laughs> exactly. stickers on it.
0: They looked it up. They're like, oh, yeah, no, fuck off. I was on acid when I lost <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, don't yeah. understand. <laughs> you make yeah, these yeah, yeah. mistakes. This really <laughs> matters to me. It's a really big deal. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, so, Uh. yeah, anyway, by the time I got back to the guy at the Sally's, he was like, no, nah, we've given it back. To the other guy now, so now I don't know where the fuck it is. And Actually, then the police finally got in touch with me, and and they're chasing it up with the guy. Who oh, okay, so
1: to their credit, they oh, are. I, I I think what I've found is with because since mine, I've got cameras. So like I'm in an apartment. I look I look oh, like great. you'd think you'd think I was a dealer. If like who has two? <laughs> I've got an outside camera. I've got two inside cameras, but. With that, after we joked about the police's response, but it is because they're real busy, like the reason that they're actually doing something now with you is I found that here, like someone actually ended up on my balcony and the cameras caught it. And the police are suddenly really interested because with this sort of crime, 99. point however many percent of the time, there's the burglary squad going around with just nothing to go on. So their whole day of their career is like these crimes that never get solved, you know. And 100%. so I don't begrudge the police that at all. It's I mean, we coming. Well, no we could get into like, like their resources being skewed to like the war on drugs and all of that's another story. But the gist of what happened here, you've got me in the mood to tell it now because it's so weird, As yeah, like, I'm in an apartment. Yeah. I just done a podcast with Luke from Phoenix Foundation, Luke Buddha. Yeah, and yeah. I had an endorsement from the Rock Shop for their Roadcaster. It's a specialist road, road uh, podcasting yep. desk. Two of their specialist podcasting microphone stands. They'd given me like a four three. It was a crazy price, like three hundred dollars UDG bag to put it all in. Wow! And it was so it was all set up on the dining room table with the carry bag next to it, like all brand new. Oh. Then in my spare room, like, and I, I just realized saying all this on a podcast might seem ridiculous, but no one, I'm in an apartment, no one knows where I live. Like, I'm not, it's not yeah, going to happen yeah, again because yeah. of no, that. No, no, no. And so yeah. they just got in here, and basically, like, um, I think what would have happened is they got in through my sliding balcony door, but unlike a lot of places where you they're looking for things like laptops and phones, anything that could be turned into crack really quickly, Right. In my spare room, they just would have gone, wow, because it was just like I'm really clean and organized. And it's like my DJ controller, my laptop, you know. So, and then so everything into my suitcase (sighs) and out. And I was only out because I'm sorry, Luke Buddha, if you're listening, which you won't be, but I was real tired and I only went to the gig for less than an hour. So, (laughs) and but the thing was, I'd been home all lockdown. It was the first Saturday I'd gone out and done something human. And um, I heard this crazy kind of rattling on my in in my in my room when I got home because I was turned around to make food, and it was my blinds being um, like Uh, banging. So I actually think I got home with someone in the house.
0: So holy shit, that's quite scary. Well, the thing is, I realise
1: so. What I I realise here is, if I phone the police here, even if I described, this is why it's so crazy that I got burgled but it's to do with back access to my place which i won't get into but i right. realized that if i'd got into a, into something with whoever was here if i told the police exactly where I was i don't know how they'd actually get up here like no I'd, sure. ha- I'd have to press That's the door right. thing da, 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 da. yeah so the punchline <coughs>
0: the
1: punchline tom <coughs> is get which i'm sure you already have i didn't have contents insurance just because i live, oh, in, a, I live do, in an really. apartment yeah. but as i say now i've got these like motion sensor but the guy, someone came. I'm sure it's the same person came back because I caught this person well, very much looking Surely like a burglar be. coming up it, to the balcony. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last few questions. Come back, always come back for the hit on the insurance payout, right? There was no insurance payout. I had to spend. I had to spend oh. all my money. I couldn't have insurance. So then, so Rock Shop look at me like I'm some amateur, and so I have to go. I have to. So Rock Shop's given me an endorsement. Like, what a beautiful thing for Rock Shop to do. And then suddenly well, I'm like having to go give Rock Shop like I don't know what it was, two or three grand on the oh, F mate. Yeah. Hey, but look, it's all stuff. The only thing, like yeah. the only bit is, I still get flashes of kind of like anger and disbelief from it every now and again. Yeah. Like a year yeah, ago, because yeah, yeah, it's so. Yeah. Okay, next question for you <laughs> as I, as <laughs> I say segue of different don't questions let it get to end. Into your heart, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. Let it get, don't let it why is it why is and this might be just a terrible quote, like you it's not right on your Wikipedia Wikipedia page or whatever, but um but why is the power station oh, your God, favorite God. venue? What? <laughs> I read somewhere that the power station was your favourite venue.
0: I love that you read that. I have no idea where okay, you read it. Scratch that. that one. That's great. But no, that's right. no no, that's all right. I mean, Power Station rules It's great I don't know Yeah I mean It would depend What band for I I think I have Other favourite venues As well But that's a good I love going I do love going To see bands At the Power Station I I would agree That
1: everywhere you are At the Power Station You can actually See the band Next question Which is
0: incredible Yeah (laughs) Next question
1: Um, yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Who are your guys? This is a time to be a bit indulgent. Like coming up as a Ooh. drummer, like who are your who are who are you who are your you, you, you drummers? Who are your guys? Oh man! Like now, now. Ah, oh, okay. let I'm making Eva? this up on the spot. Okay, so okay, now this is good. This is a good
0: question. This okay, is not, yeah. drummers. No, I mean. Okay, no I
1: want. Go I want. Up. I want. But but I got to limit your time wise a little bit. I want, Can I go like right. your top five ever?
0: Oh shit! Okay. Okay. Uh oh my god. Okay, there's a guy called Chris Day, yep. who's um plays with like D'Angelo and like a bunch of jazz sort of um people in, in New York and things. Um Eric Harland, uh who's another jazz drummer yep. from somewhere uh from they're all from Houston, but they all reside in New York now. Yeah. Um a guy called Kendrick Scott who yep. Is the same from Houston, but is also in New York, um, and then God. Oh, I hate. Oh man, who who's doing it? What about one from New Zealand? Like who's someone in New Zealand you rate? Yeah, I should. I know that's exact. that was in my mind. It was oh, no no, awesome. <laughs> I no, no, it's good. It's good because uh, I mean, there's like this is the problem. It's like my list is probably yeah. like 200 drummers long, yeah, and it's like from you know for all these different reasons in New Zealand. Oh, Jesus, I wouldn't even know where to start. I actually like love so many New Zealand drummers. Yeah. Darren Mathison oh. from Shapeshifter, who yeah. you know, speaking of which, who is yeah. just like did the, you ever hear every, the urban, everyone's hero? Do you hear everyone's the urban hero.
1: legends of Redford, their first drummer?
0: Man, I love and redford
1: i used would be to book i used to, to book Red, I used to book Redford for d j gigs when when I lived in Melbourne wow. and um he was just like such a sweetie It's someone I just got on with straight away and we're chatting wow, about shapeshifter cool. and stuff you know one night like afters and whatever and I just like just remember laughing my head off like at him but in a really good way because he's like he's such an I'd seen them. They weren't big like they are now. I'd seen them at right. the corner in Melbourne. I think it's in Richmond or somewhere. Oh, from cool. memory, yeah, like, yeah, a, like a pub. Corner, gig, yeah. yeah, but I was yeah. I was finally talking to the guy I'd seen drumming about his drumming. I'm like, your drumming is just off the chain. And what I was laughing my head off about is he didn't own a drum kit. Like all he had, all <laughs> all, Red, all Redford had the whole time there in Melbourne was his sticks.
0: So just oh, a so just a great. just
1: a just a natural gifted
0: yeah, drummer, right? So talented. Yeah, I, they had a live at. Live with the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra or yeah, something. There was yeah. like, I don't know if it was a bootleg or whatever, but I had like a no, CD it's, a, it's a release, yeah, it's a that. release. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, I will, I'm sorry to shape I paid to see lots and lots of their shows, but I had a bootleg of their CD, and I, I that's another thing that I wrote out voraciously and tried to work out how to play. You know a lot of lot of his, his amazing playing as well. He's so, so cool. So hey, it's, it's been an interesting seeing, um, I
1: just um, only caught on to it yesterday, just doing a bit of, bit, of, bit of research on you, and, like, you're making your own stuff under your own name now, and um, it's kind of sort of dreamy indie pop music. It's really lovely. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Is there, are you going to do yeah, a whole it's... album, or? or... Uh, I'm, I've got, i have got um, getting, I'm, I'm just, um, well, this afternoon, I think I'm going to just go and plop a bass line into yeah. a song um, from, um, my friend Marika's is sending me um, a baseline this afternoon to send to Max uh, this afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon, hopefully, to release something else. But yeah, it's just like tired dad pop. I guess <laughs> tired dad pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the, it would be the genre. Eh? Is yeah. that is that a genre? Snappy gaze, no, snappy gaze, bro. Yeah. Snappy <laughs> yeah, gaze. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just I just I just sort of do it for. I just sort of practice on myself really yeah. like for production stuff. So I, I think it's good to, to see things through as well. Like I've, I've written so many songs uh, through the years and never finished them because if you're writing them, seeing them through to mixing, which is why I'm going to send it to someone else to mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never, you can just like, turn it around at the last minute and never release it. So I'm trying to really hard to...
1: No, I get that. I think a lot of people relate to that, like the kind of yeah. fingers in many pies. You just kind of keep stuff ticking along.
0: Yeah, um, right. And it's easy not to complete anything and, and set, put it out in the world.
1: Honestly, yeah. honestly. It's <laughs> why I do this, because it's kind of consistent. It's the one thing I get out there. But um, is lastly, great. like yeah. drummers are often maligned and um, you buy into that humour as well. So... Um, you only good drummer jokes.
0: <laughs> I've got. Um, I've only got one musician joke, and okay. it's a trombone player joke, and it's a good one to have up your sleeve. Actually, I've got several, but some of them are okay. probably really dated. This is, where, this, is where we, this is where we're ending, by the way. So go for it. Go, oh, cool. This yeah. is the tone. This, this is where people, how people will remember me. Yeah. Well, then I'll be. I'll be careful with my selection. But the trombone. Oh, I've ruined the. I've already ruined. Oh no! I oh a, god! What is the difference uh, between? Uh, possum that's been hit by a car and a trombone player
1: <laughs> wow, what's the difference
0: the possum was on his way to a gig <laughs> oh, <fucking hell. laughs> okay i'm going to tell you my drummer
1: joke and then we're going to wrap it up and i'm going to say yes. to you because i'm not a drummer that i heard tom larkin tell this on a podcast so it's Amazing. actually one drummer telling you that this joke i'm just a conduit okay it's but you certified. probably you, you probably already it's heard it um Now I'm like you. I don't want to mess it up. We're recording when I'm under pressure. Think about this. Um, What did the drummer get on his test?
0: Oh, God. What? Saliva. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. Uh, Hey, it's been a pleasure (laughs) finally chatting to you. Um, you too, mate. I nice hope we one. can do it in person sometime. And, and, and Yeah, after the lockdown, maybe down at
1: Bobby's Joint and I can throw some money let's, his way, you know?
0: Let's do it. Let's just
1: yeah, throw our great.
0: money across the bar. Great. Yeah. And um,
1: don't forget, like, I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, but there's a lot of people you know I've spoken to, so...
0: Go yeah, and have I a look through, back through, actually, the, through the episodes, I, bro. I, I listened. I, I started listening to Moo's one, and I great. started listening to John Minty's one as well. But yeah, there's, there's a ton. I, I can't wait to get through them, man. Cool. So, yeah, okay. thanks for doing this. It's really it's really cool oh, to, thanks. to talk to you, and, and it's really fun. You're great to chat to. Now, let's
1: do this awkward Zoom thing where we both try and get off really quickly. See ya, mate. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. Scramble,
0: scramble. Let it go.